Hey, I'm Tommy Chong. Welcome to High on Homegrown. Yes, yes, everybody. Welcome to High on Homegrown, the cannabis podcast from PursuesGrowRoom.com. In this week's Grow Guides, we're talking about mistakes, mistakes we have made as panel members, mistakes uh, some of the listeners have made in the live chat, and hopefully we can just prevent other people from making the same mistakes we have made in the past. Uh, also on this show, just like on the Cannabis News, we have Amanda from the High Ladies podcast joining us as a guest. Uh, she discusses some of the mistakes she has made too. And of course, we also cover some questions that were sent in by the listeners in the listener mail section at the end of the Grow Guides. So I hope you enjoy this episode. I hope you find it useful. I hope you learn some things. And of course, if you have any questions you would like to ask the panel, then you can send them to any one of our social networks. Just search on whatever social network you prefer for High on Homegrown and you'll find us there. Or you can email us at highonhomegrown at gmail.com. And you can also find us over at persusgrowroom.com, the cannabis forum. So if you have questions, just shoot them at us over there. But for now, here is the episode and I'll speak to you at the end of this. Enjoy. So I think everybody has heard the saying, it's good to learn from your mistakes, but it's better to learn from other people's. And that's what we're going to try and do here in this episode. We're going to discuss mistakes we have made. Uh, hopefully some people in the chat will drop mistakes they have made. And, you know, once you're aware of them, that these things happen, then you, I think you'll feel more confident to start your own grow if you haven't done that already. But you would also be able to look out for these mistakes before they happen and prevent it from happening at all. Mistakes, eh? This is uh, something we've all done, I suppose. We, we've all done crazy things. No, I've been perfect every grow. I've never made a mistake <laughs> in my life. There is some people who have actually done that. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they claim they have, but it's not mm, like that's it. It's just a claim. Yeah, it's a claim. We Do all think, have mistakes. Things go wrong. I mean, I know a lot of us will be growing it indoors, but you're still dealing with plants, which is essentially dealing with nature. And nature will do whatever the fuck it wants. And you, know, so you have to try and just do your best you will make mistakes along the way but you know make notes of it learn as you go and there'll be less and less mistakes as you you get more and more experience and that's what makes things better at the end you know, so i mean one of my big mistakes which i made was uh, i started growing cannabis in dwc i wouldn't say that was a mistake it was a good medium but you know it's jumping in at the deep end uh, Definitely, yeah. Yeah, definitely. You know, it's the deep water culture is the deep end. Sure. And then I wanted to try soil out. So I went to the grow shop and I got some soil. I'm using my fingers there for soil, you mm. know. And it, so, and after about a week or two, my plants weren't looking very well. And I was wondering why. And I checked up online and it was because I wasn't using soil. I was using cocoa. So... <laughs> And cocoa <laughs> needs to be treated differently to what soil would. It's a hydroponic medium. And I didn't know this. And I didn't know that cocoa was considered something different from soil at that point. So that was a big fuck up. But eventually, you know, I uh, figured out how cocoa works and got the plants looking much better. And cocoa was my favorite medium. Probably still is my favorite medium to grow in, even after all this time. It's been like 12 years or something now. It's been a long time. Mm -hmm. So cocoa uh, came to me by accident. So it was a good mistake, really. But the plants suffered for that a bit. 
Who else wants to show another it. one? <laughs> you still made it to a to a harvest on that one. Didn't oh you? yeah, it was early in veg when uh when I was having oh. the problem, so I managed to learn everything and then get it up and running. And because cocoa is such a forgiving medium, mm-hmm. you know, when you have everything dialed in, then yeah, yeah it ended up to be a pretty decent harvest. Uh, nice flavors and shit it was it was good growing. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I made the typical mistake that most new growers, not most, but a lot of new growers make, and that is. Uh, thinking I know better than everybody else and buy, oh, this light will do just fine. They don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> you know, <laughs> everybody will out here laughing because you did the same damn thing, but brother. You know cupboard it. full of them, bro. Don't worry. <laughs> You're damn right. <laughs> oh, they don't know what they're doing. Watch what I can do with this. You know, that's it's my, it's my, my cupboard of shame. <laughs> yeah. To be fair, it wasn't a terrible light. It wasn't a good light. It was a waste of money. But it was when mm-hmm. that was my first mistake there is not doing my research and asking the right people about the lights before yeah. I actually made a purchase there. And there's a whole lot of places out there that'll steal you wrong. I just happened to find it's a storm like, at Percy's that will actually give you a fair answer. And don't ask like, the people selling it. Is, is that a good light? Because they're going to yeah. say yes, regardless of yeah. if it's good or not. Yeah, exactly. You have to find a place that's going to be impartial and you have to find pl- things like Migro that'll actually give you a fair review on other people's equipment. Mm-hmm. But that was my biggest, mis- biggest first mistake was buying the cheap equipment, thinking I'll just make this work. What about you, Amanda? Hey, how many mistakes have you? Well, what's your most memorable mistake you've made? Oh, I, I make mistakes daily. Um, <laughs> mistakes and I know each other very well. <laughs> um, I, I'm only in my, this is my third grow and I've only ever grown outdoors. So right. I make, uh, Right. So I guess my most memorable mistake. Um, okay. So I dug out, you know, like a nice 10 by five patch of my, of my yard where I'm going to plant my stuff. I get the highest quality um, soil that I can get from my local hydro store. I've, I've turned this, I've, I've set everything up and I'm doing great. I get some beautiful clones from a friend, plant them. And don't I use city water and mm. kill all of my plants in like four days? Wow. Because the amount of chlorine and salt that wow. my city has. It, uh, yeah, so, so I invested all of this time, this energy, this love into creating this space. And I thought I was doing everything right. And just, just a, a, you know, an oversight of mine, mm-hmm. just the amount of chemical that's in our city's water. Mm-hmm. You killed them with love. So that, no, no, I, no, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> watered, you watered them to death. You killed them with love. What about you, Bubba? What are you saying? I reckon my, my, one of my favorites, and it, uh, this was something that actually popped up on my post uh, the other day as well, was overcorrecting for one thing. So, you know, you're growing, let's say growing four, like I am at the moment, one plant's not doing too well. So I've just overcorrected and just dropped the, the EC or I've changed the heat and I've got three that are running perfect, one that's not. And for some reason, I've just got to help that little one. And then the other three, they start suffering because, of course, they're well past needing help. They're okay. So that's, that's probably the worst ones for me who's doing that and the light. Mm-hmm. Getting, getting things like buying things that really are, above and beyond what you need um, or just don't work like 
they're, they're said they work, if you know what I mean? Like going and buying a whole bunch of nutrients with eight different bottles because uh-huh. the guy at the shop said, yeah, this is really good stuff, man. It's really, and then mm, you get yes, home and you have no yeah. idea what each well, bottle and, does or why. And this one at week one and this one at eight, week three and this one at week five and this one at week six and this one at week seven. <laughs> it's like, what the hell? Yeah, yeah, uh, doing, doing that, that's happened. I think that's one of the biggest ones is, uh, you know, especially for new growers who's buying things you don't necessarily need or buying low quality equipment in the first place. Well, I I guess right there, you know, we can, we summarize that up real basically when you, when you're dealing with cannabis and you're a new grower, keep it simple. Mm -hmm. You know, everything else is just a mistake. Overcomplicating it as a new grower, you make, that's your biggest mistake. Keep it simple. You can grow really, really good weed with really, really simple stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't need to spend the fortune to set it up either. You know, you get what you can to start with. Just... Yeah, well, I mean, that but right there, you know, that statement, again, it leads into a lot of mistakes that I've made again. You know, I started, remember, started in cocoa thinking like I can do with pH paper strips and, and I don't really need a meter. Well, you know, if you're if you're a cocoa grower and been a cocoa grower for a while, you know, you can't do that. But, you know, you, you, again, trying to save that money, thinking you're going to be better than the system and things like that. Uh, I, I saved a lot of money in the long run when I actually bought good meters and good equipment because yeah. I don't have to replace them. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, have, I had to suck it up in the beginning and, and spend the money that it takes to get the right equipment. And then after that, you know, I'm not yeah. spending money anymore. So we had some nice ones here in the chat. Uh, not nice ones, you know, but we had some mistakes here in the chat. Let's say that. Uh, thinking like a pro is a good one to start with, Jilla. You know, definitely don't don't think that you know everything straight away yeah you can read all these books and do all the research beforehand but there's nothing like hands-on experience so you know mm-hmm. you, you can start to get more confident after a few grows but yeah never really get too confident and think like a pro because that's when you get complacent and things start to go wrong and this happens to me quite often it's not like i think i'm a pro it's just i start to get lazy and the more lazy you get the more things go wrong and, and then you have to you know fix up get strict again and make sure that you're checking your plants every day and all that shit. And then they'll be good for a while, but you start to get tired and start to get a bit complacent and it goes around in circles like that. So always stay switched on, you know, don't underestimate how, how easy this can be sometimes. Cause if you do that, then it will start to get difficult to keep you occupied. (laughs) Um, We had some other ones, which was, uh, Billy says, uh, who has bent over to look at one of the plants and the, and the plant behind you that must be and broken the branch of the plant behind you that must be common yeah for sure you know when you're in there and it, it, like you, you lean over to look at the one at the back and you lean on a fucking branch and break it that well, happens. i'm just going to adjust i'm just going to yeah. adjust this one fan over here next minute oh gosh <laughs> on top of the seedlings <laughs> drop the drop the running clip on fan on top of the plant and you hear <laughs> as it grinds the, yeah. it grinds the branch up. yeah yeah that's it well, I can relate to the uh, to um, dropping shit on my plants because I did that just the other day. I went to uh, to adjust something and dropped like a uh, half of my fence onto oh. my plants and broke oh. half half of my plant. I took out like, like I don't know eight branches. Oh. And, and at that point, you just go, you just oh. breathe in and breathe out and smile. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that, is that what you do that's not what i do <laughs> well 
that's what I did because I couldn't. At that point, I couldn't. So I, and you know what? I didn't know what to do. So I did nothing. Mm -hmm. So I did nothing. So I, I, I like clipped my, my branches and gave up. Right. So I didn't, I didn't wrap it and I didn't protect it in any way. Mm -hmm. And I know I'm going to hear it from Annie when she gets back. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, it happens, man. Yeah, it does. Yeah, exactly. That's, Mm. that's where I'm at right now. It's funny to hear you guys talking about this because I can relate to every single one of like, Oh, I did that last week. Grows don't always go perfect and that's okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's the message we need to give everybody. You know, hey, we all make mistakes. We've all done these things. Four eighty homegrown says, "I broke one, freaked out. My wife said, quit you cry, but quit you cry, baby, nag and tape it back up.' <laughs> Two weeks later, <laughs> it was the strongest part of the plant. And that's it. Right? The mistakes are fixable. You can't just panic straight away. You can tape these things back up, and they can get better over time. But you know, sometimes it is too far and too much, and sometimes you're just planning on the plant. You don't really need to keep it, you know. No, I mean, I've, I've more than I once try harder. done stupid things like <laughs> bumping the the electrical cords for the extractor, and you know, running the next thing, another you know, tent's half a day with no extraction going. Mm, yeah, just that, happened to yeah. cruise by the tent, and you know, you're at 40 40C, like 110 degrees Fahrenheit up in there. It's going like, yeah. My my brother tried to do this once, you know, the whole growing thing, and he set himself up a four foot by four foot tent, 600 watt HPS it was back in those days, and oh. you know, he say all off. It was like, yeah, you're good to go, man. Just you know, do this, do this, do this. I went and visited like five days later. And the seedlings were just little brown, dried out stems. Man, <laughs> what the fuck have you done to this? And he didn't turn the extractor on, and it had been running for four days. The six hundred oh HPS, no extraction. It's like, <laughs> did you not notice how warm melt- it was in here? What the fuck? <laughs> Surprised you didn't melt the tent. Yeah, yeah man. HPS running. Holy crap! You know, so that's you know, people make mistakes, man. It, it happens. It's just the way it is. This is how you learn. It's the best lessons you'll learn. Uh, I've mistakes. had an auto watering system malfunction and flood my tent. Uh, you know, I forgot to put an anti-siphon siphon, uh, piece in it, uh, the backflow thing. And you know, go in there and you got an inch and a half of water in your tent. Oh, well, you just got to. Oh, luckily, yeah. it didn't go, didn't go over the overflow uh, tray, that kind of thing. But mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, you make mistakes you just got to clean it up and keep going figure com- out what you did and don't do it again a common one people make often when they're new to this shit is overfeeding overfeeding is, is a is a problem that everybody has at one point really unless you're growing in organics and just watering for the whole grow yeah but- i think that's a lot of that stems stems from uh we don't understand plants that much. You know, with, with, if you have an animal and you want it to get bigger, you can feed it more and it'll fatten it up, right? It doesn't mm-hmm. work that way with plants. They only eat so much. So, yeah, we, we think feed them more, feed them more often, and it'll get bigger faster. It mm-hmm. doesn't work. Oh, man. Well, let me take one. <laughs> There's a fine line. There is a fine line. You can walk is. that line, but it takes a while to work out where that line is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're and you exactly will kill right. a lot before you find that line. Yeah, but I mean that's that's our mentality. You just feed them more, and they'll get fatter faster. Because that's how we live our lives. Overwatering is is probably yeah, that's one it, of yeah. the bigger mm-hmm. things that I've seen. And uh, yeah. it, it all depends upon your media, of course. In hydro in, in DWC, you can't overwater your plants. You'll be fine if you're overwatering. You're overflooding, right? 
but yeah, a lot of soil growers, you see that very, very frequently over at the, at the forum is that soil growers especially need to learn how to, to not water their plant as much. And that's something that new growers frequently have big issues with. Mm -hmm. uh, again, it's the kill it with kindness. You think you're going to water it more, it'll grow faster and grow bigger. Um, the opposite is exactly what, what it is. You know, the right amount makes it work. Uh, Stutty said here, I cooked all of my soil on the cooker to kill all the insects because <laughs> I had seen people speaking about it, about cooking soil on YouTube. <laughs> Was the soil hot after that, Stutty? <laughs> this is soil from the pasture. So, you know, this has got all kind of good manures and stuff in it, you can imagine. And he puts this in the oven. <laughs> I can imagine oh, no. what that smell was like as it was cooking there. But yeah, you cooked yeah. all the microbes out of your soil. Yeah. yeah, be careful what's out there on YouTube. I mean, there's a lot of good information out there, but there is bad stuff too. So you, it's best to always go to a forum and try and get information when you're new to this shit. You know, if something doesn't seem right, like there's, is cooking my soil a good idea, then it, we're probably going to tell you it's not unless you're in certain <laughs> situations where you don't have neighbors and you can cook it outside. You know, shit like that. But really, you shouldn't have to do that. There's other ways around it. But mm -hmm. again, it's things that we do when we first figure out how to do this shit, you know? Yeah. And, mm -hmm. you know, of course, one big mistake that any new grower that walks over to a hydroponics store with no plan is going to make is you're going to overspend because those guys in those stores, you know, they probably aren't on uh, commission and, and they're going to sell you whatever they can get you to buy that day. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. before you walk in that hydro store or trying to buy your nutrients and buy everything have an idea of what you need ask around find a community that you trust because uh they'll take your money they don't mind mm -hmm. oh yeah yeah mm -hmm. salesmen see you coming a mile off they know mm -hmm. well four, four plants has got one here and this is a common one i have done this quite a few times before is not labeling 20 odd clones in my veg tent i don't mean like 20 odd clones but if you're doing different strains Make sure you label the pot properly. Don't just stick a sticker on the side and hope for the best because when you're watering, sometimes that sticker gets wet, falls off, you and then you lost track of it. Try and use um, them proper little things that go in your pot that you can write on and you ain't going to forget what it is and or lose yeah. the label somehow. That That's happened to me quite a few times. That's always a pain in the ass. Yeah, I had a problem with that with using that kind of stick in label uh, on my last grow. I, I went to repot and that label stuck fell out of one of the pots because mm -hmm. it was going from a one gallon to a three gallon pot and it just fell off the edge. So I didn't realize I was missing this thing and I had no idea. Was this God butter? Was this strawberry cough? I had no idea until mm -hmm. it started flowering. Then you have to go by. OK, this smells like this. This looks like that kind of thing like that. But I've done it. Yeah, you lose your plant tag. You have no idea what you got. Yeah so that's a one you should bear in mind so you know don't overfeed the plants that's always an important one it's a big mistake people make often and labeling the plants properly make sure it's labeled well so it's you're not gonna forget what it is or lose track of what plants are what what other ones can we recommend here selecting selecting the right uh the right strains mm -hmm. so that you know if you're if, if it's your first couple of runs don't be going for the crazy exotic that only grows in one part of the world. And then you've got to try and get everything to that, you know, that perfect environment to get it going. Cause nine times yeah. out of 10, you know, it's, it's just stick with the ones like white Ruby. widows, blueberries, things like that, that are just 
they, they're solid. They've been around for a long time. Mm -hmm. They really, they can deal with pests. They can deal with heat and pH swings, you know, things that, that you're, you're going to naturally stuff up um, and things like that are going to happen. You're going to have, if it's your first couple of goes, you, you're going to have pH swings. You're going to have issues where you overfeed by accident or the heat goes through the roof or there's so many different variables that you've got to work together. Mm -hmm. So having some having a strain in there that can cope a little bit with that great idea and don't get anything uh, too you know for the first few grows if you grow indoors especially don't get anything too sativa dominant because if it stretches mm. and it's really tall it's going to take over all the space in your tent and shit and you don't want that to happen mm -hmm. so keep it hybrid or indica dominant you should be okay yeah i remember reading in my first grow uh Every, everyone has so many opinions on the internet. And if you haven't found a good grow room that you, you, you trust and advice that you trust, you'll be like me. You'll hunt around and you'll try and find information from anybody and everybody. And opinions on defoliation were crazy around, mm -hmm. around, mm -hmm. around the site. And my first grow, I thought that every time a family started forming, you need to get rid of that. That's in your way. Yeah, and mm -hmm. that plant didn't yield too well in the end there mm -hmm. because I was defoliating way too much, and I've it's changed. A good point. I mean, I, I defoliate almost none now. I mean, it's very, very minimal. I do a one good lollipop and maybe just a little bit for airflow beyond that. But I learned the hard way that the plant needs those leaves mm -hmm. to make. That's it how it makes yield. food, man. That's yeah. Leave them. Don't have food. It don't make big buds. Exactly. So you got to leave a lot of that stuff. And defoliation was a major problem for me for the first two grows. Mm -hmm. Yeah, getting a little bit scissor happy. It happens a lot. It Thinking does. you're doing the plant a favor and you're not. But I mean, there there is a place for defoliation. That's that's the other side of it. There there is it a is. place and there is a time to do it. And these, but I mean, if you're consistently taking leaves off that plant its entire life, it's in a perpetual state of stress. So you, mm -hmm. it's going to cause uh, lower yields and things like that, as you said. But, mm -hmm. and then of course you're taking away its food, it's food generators, the big solar panels. Yeah. And, and you will find sites out there and information in blogs and, and diaries that are going to recommend you do this, find your own way. But I don't believe that that heavy default, constant heavy defoliation is the way to grow good cannabis. Mm. Mm -hmm. No, no, I don't think so either. Unless you, it's a, you know, using the main line, manifold kind of growing something like that. Yeah. But, but just once you get longer. that set up, once you get yeah. that set up, Mackie, you do your lollipop and, you don't mm. mess with it. You don't have to mess with uh, it. I, I don't yeah. do any kind of trimming whatsoever on my plants. No kind of defoliation. I'll top mm. them, but no defoliation until a week after the flip. Right. That's for every plant I've grown now. And I've been doing that for a long time. I just, right. you know, the leaves are there for food, man. And if the plant doesn't need it, it will get rid of it itself. They don't fuck around. They know exactly what they're doing. Just feed yeah. them, water them, let them do their thing. Yeah. Yeah. Toward the end of their life, if you if you had to open up a little airflow and get rid of some of those bigger fan leaves, I've done that before too, just to keep the bud rot out of the way. But mostly, the plant wants those leaves. That's you know, if it don't like Becky said, if it, if they don't, if plant doesn't want those leaves, they wouldn't be there right now. Mm. That's usually I end up waiting until we're well after stretch and make sure that stretch is stopped because then that's the other side of that. You start trying to default during stretch and you're going to make stretch worse. Mm -hmm. So. Um, I normally just wait, especially with autos. I give them every chance with as much foliage as they want, uh, because at that point it doesn't matter if we're going a little bit over uh, with your humidity and things like that. You know, airflow. I've always got airflow moving, 
but until I'm, I'm looking at nice big colas, I'm not worried so much about airflow. So right, I'm more right. worried about that plant being able to generate enough food. Any more spring to mind for you, Amanda? You got some? Um, yeah. Um, no, <laughs> just just put you on the spot there, you know? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> not, nothing's really crazy jumping to mind. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think we've covered all of the dumb things I've done. Well, there's, there's one about, uh, let's see, not, not planning properly, I guess is a way to put it, how much Mm -hmm. you're going to need. Usually I know for me and and a lot of growers that that have come over to Percy's that were felt along, you'll think like, yeah, I can grow one plant and it'll yield X, Y, Z amount. And that'll be fine for me. But typically when you start growing your own and because it's your own and because it's so good, your consumption goes a little higher. Mm-hmm. so yeah. when, you, when you're estimating what you need to grow when you're starting a grow estimate on the high side yes always better to have too much and not enough yeah right. <laughs> but but don't put too many that. plants in a tent you know it's like two foot oh, no no don't overcrowd yeah. i'm not saying that but by all means you know but if you think you're going to be able to get away with one plant and one tent you're probably going to need two plants and so maybe a bigger mm-hmm. tent and of course, you can always ask for help over at Persis if you need any advice on what to set up. Or you can go back and listen to these episodes from the Grow Guides, episode one. And we run through absolutely everything you need to know. Mm-hmm. So, and you know, you can always ask for help and just head over to Persis. So we can help you try and reduce the mistakes, but they still happen. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, you, you know, were you saying you something guys... there, Amanda? Sorry. No, I was, you know what? But I was thinking how much I bloody learn every mm. time I get on here with you guys. Oh, right. Do you learn stuff? I always learn stuff from. I, I think we just just chat shit most of the time. You know, <laughs> <laughs> there's some there's some education hidden in that shit. Yeah, I think so. So yeah. the more experience you get, you're like everybody knows this stuff, right? Surely, right? But you forget what it's like to be a new grower. You know, where yeah, no, yeah. absolutely fuck all, and you think this is really complex when it really isn't. You know, once you've got your system down, it's a really easy hobby, and it's more enjoyable than it is difficult. Yeah. Uh, I agree. I think uh, I think to combat a lot of the uh, the new grower like anxiety about touching your plants, I I've started like singing to my plants, and I go out and I <laughs> and, and I you know like I, I pet them and I sing to them and I say you know affirmations of lovely days for them, and right. I find that that uh, it it makes me feel more connected to my plant and like I'm doing something, but I'm not fucking it up. I'm not mm-hmm. adding too much nutrient. I'm not adding too much water. I'm just, you know, connecting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'll just stare at them sometimes. That, that, that I can connect enough there if I just look. Hmm. How you doing? Look. Nice. Okay, cool. <laughs> just keeping them happy. You know, there's loads of ways to keep them happy. And spending time with them is, you know, the, the best nutrient for a plant is the farmer's shadow, as they say. Mm-hmm. So, you know, spend time um, with awesome. them. Yeah. Y'all remember your first grow, how you, you thought you'd never reach the finish line, right? And then after you've been doing this for a year or so like that, after, you know, it always seems like, oh, my God, I'm trimming again. You know, you, you're always in, in a perpetual harvest mode, it feels like. Yeah. So it, it does seem to speed up at, at the longer you do this. It seems like cycles get a little bit easier. And you get, yeah, you get more proficient with it, too. So the more, the more you do something and the more you learn, the easier it becomes. I and mean, it's the same with everything in life, I suppose. Um, but when it comes to doing you know, less and less that, to see how much can it actually take before it dies? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go the opposite way. How much can I really push this thing? <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
but but I think finding your community is a big uh, mm-hmm. a big part of it, right? You, mm-hmm. When you don't know stuff, you gotta find people who do. Yeah, and you, you, it's and good to share, you know. Are, yeah. yeah, and cannabis people are the best people to share with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And by the way, Percy's Yeah, you love. It's not do it, It's not good to do it in real life. You know, unless you're in a completely legal place, you know, because you put yeah. a lot of risk when people know who you are, you know, so it's, oh, uh, that, that that's right. That's right. You know, that's something that I always forget because I have so much freedom when it comes mm-hmm. to that. I apologize. Here I am. <laughs> it's all good. My freedom. You know what I mean? Like Nobody's going to say anything to me. <laughs> it's just the way it is, isn't it? But, yeah. but do it online if you can, because then, you know, it's a big, uh, it's secure then. People don't know who you are. Yeah. Just in case. Just in case. Yeah, you will make mistakes. There are mistakes you're gonna make here and there are things you can do better. But the best the best advice, the biggest mistake you're doing right now is you haven't started growing yet. That's right. If you haven't started growing yet, that's your that's your that's biggest, your biggest mistake. Mm-hmm. You're, pay, you're paying the you're paying for, for too much money for not that great cannabis. Mm-hmm. I'll grow your own, it'll be better, it's cheaper, and it's fun. Yeah, man. Yeah. I say it all the time, but growing your own changes the game. It really does. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when I open my cupboard and I look at all these jars staring back at me and I figure out which one do I feel like today, it feels really good. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, being able to choose something different and, and knowing that you're not having to go and, and hunt something down and just hope that it's going to be okay and so on and so forth makes, yeah, it, makes it so much better. It takes a lot of stress off. Mm-hmm. And find a nice community to join. That, that's uh, one of the big things. You know, trying to wing it and just go from guides, that's a mistake people make as well. Each person grows differently to the next. Nothing is ever really exactly the same. So to mm. find people you can ask direct questions to and get direct answers from is always a good good way to go about things. Right? So mm-hmm. get, get involved in the community if you're new to this shit and you're and involved in one yet. And we also have a Discord server, a High and Homegrown Discord server. I think you can head to Discord, search for High and Homegrown, you'll find us. So you can join that if yeah. you wanted to get help. But, you know, Percy's Growing is the place to be. That's the best community. Well, we have, I mean, there's so many mistakes here in the chat as well, which we still haven't even got to yet. Yeah, I think uh, there's one, one mistake I've seen new growers do. In, in Bobok, you kind of talked about this, your strain choice. Sometimes these new growers will go in there and go like a, maybe a super silver haze or something like a 16 week strain yeah. on your yeah. first, first grow. That's a really hard one for a new brand new grower to pull off. Mm. Yeah. You know, be realistic. A lot of patience. By all means, be realistic. Yeah, you can do it. It can be done. And I'm not challenging anybody because I know there's somebody out there that'll do it and say, look, now I did it. Yeah. That's okay. But, you know, if you want to learn and have a little less stress, pick a shorter strain that's easier to grow. I think I saw, I saw Billy Bonds recommend something like a White Widow. Yeah, that's perfect, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Make sure it's not yeah, something so. that's going to take too long. You know, get your shit grown first. And when you've got enough to sit on, experiment a little bit more with the strains. Yeah. Yeah, that's the biggest thing, getting yourself to a point where you've got enough. If you do do a run and you want to try something different, it's not going to affect your medicine and your supply by having something go wrong because mm. the last yeah. thing you need is to get all the way through about week 14 week 15 and then shit hit the fan and you're stuck with nothing and you've just spent all that time and all that money and then you're going back to buying off the street because of it so right um, keep, four months keep from the time you drop a seed to the time you can smoke something so yep that's a lot of loss yeah. four no, months. 
it's another another big one is reacting too quickly you know when you have a problem you know you like you oh, find yeah. bugs or yeah. you, you have a nutrient deficiency or something isn't going the way it's supposed to go and then all of a sudden you're doing shit it's like don't do that we've seen people before like chop down their whole plants and you know start the whole crop over again when it was a simple issue that could easily be solved you know they thought their plant was a male because it had calyxes on it when in fact it was a female and it was normal growth but they've already chopped down the plant and thrown it away don't ever react yeah. too quickly, man. You've always got nothing's going to change too quickly in 24 hours. So find help, you know, come to Percy's or find another place, wherever, whatever you have to do to get the help you need, you know, yeah. then we won't, name, we won't name any names of somebody over at Percy's did, unfortunately did something the other day. They thought a plant was male and it was in the bin before we could answer the question. Mm -hmm. It wasn't male. Mm -hmm. That's what help and get answers. And people don't mind, you know, we enjoy helping other people learn how to grow, man. And this is what we do. So if you need help, if you have any questions, any doubts on anything, don't rush, get a second opinion and make sure that you've got the right diagnosis before you make any kind of actions. And that's even if it's like a, a deficiency on the plant and you think it, it's this, go and get a second opinion because if you feed it the wrong thing, thinking that it's got a nitrogen deficiency when it's in fact CalMag or something, you know, you don't give it the right food to fix the issue, then the issue is going to get worse and you might even start getting excess Right. You know, mm. So don't mess around. Get help, man. And don't be ashamed for asking for help either. Everybody has to learn sometimes. So yeah. Don't yeah. Think you, don't first think your first grow is going to look like Instagram weed. And that's what I call it Instagram weed because it ain't real, always real up there. Mm -hmm. You yeah. know, plants it's that are true. actually harvested and grown by people and are intended to smoke don't look perfect when they're being pulled. Yeah. I've, I've, I've pulled ones <clears throat> that look amazing and others that I'm like, geez, something's gone a little bit haywire here. Mm -hmm. So, and, and it doesn't matter. The, lo the longer you do it, the more it happens. You're going to have, you're going to have some that are perfect and others that suffered a little bit somewhere along the line. And that shows in the end result, but yeah. to get, to get some of these ones you see on Instagram, like, you know, they're only showing you the best of the best that they've pulled. There could be another 12, 2,450 odd plants that didn't mm -hmm. get anywhere near that, but you're yeah. only seeing what they want you to see. So they're showing you the three colas that are really beautiful on the plant that's got 50 colas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. We've got another one before we move on because we've, we've covered quite we've covered a lot so far. This might even need an episode two this shit <laughs> but light cycles man you see people fucking with light cycles too much you know if you have an auto or if it's a vegging plant just put it on 18.6 to keep it simple and keep it on 12.12 if it's a, a photo period plant to flower it you know keep it keep it simple man and do tests in your grow tent before you put plants into it you know it's all set up turn it on turn all the lights on with the extractor and everything and see what kind of temperatures you're hitting before you put the plants into it and just try and get it all adjusted before the plants go in. They don't try and do things when the plants are in there because it's more difficult to get around and you can risk damaging them as well. So be careful. Don't mm. disturb the fucking night cycle. See that one? That one catches people out sometimes, yeah. especially on photo period plants, man. Don't open up the door in the nighttime when it's flowering and be like, have a look at these because that's going to cause the plant to hermy. You know, don't disturb the night cycle. Don't look at your plants in the dark. Just wait until the lights come on. Any other issues? Any more spring to mind? 
I mean, I can give you mistakes, but these aren't ones that I would expect new growers to make, but I made them. I mean, things like not buffering cocoa before using it and bullshit like that. Mm-hmm. You know, just because you're a new grower, you don't know these things. You haven't read all the instructions yet. I jumped in too fast. I guess mm-hmm. that would yeah. be my mistake, not reading the instructions before I started. Yeah, see, I, I buffer all cocoa, even if it says buffered. If we've got a bag of it and it goes, oh, yeah, buffered and ready to go. Mm-mm. No, I'm washing and buffering that. Because every time I've trusted it, <laughs> I've had mm-hmm. issues. Every time I've washed and buffered, I've been sweet. So, yep, I do it now. But first grow, I remember what is where I'm getting all these spots on my plant for. Well, it's stupid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> stupid. Filmy bowls had another one there, which was a, a good one, and that can happen on occasion. One time, we ended up double feeding my one plant because it was high, and answered the phone, then turned around. I forgot which one I was feeding. So you know mm-hmm. that can happen too, man. Pay attention. When you, you know, put 15 minutes aside, 30 minutes aside, however long you need, put that aside and have zero disturbances from that shit. You do need to focus and concentrate, mixing up the feed, making sure the plant's getting what it needs, yeah. having a check of them, making sure you're watering the right plant. Now, all this shit makes a difference, man. Just put that special time aside every day for you and your plants. I've thrown a couple of buckets away because I couldn't, I wasn't paying attention, was in the grow room high mm-hmm. and couldn't remember, did I add this to it or not yet? Yeah wasn't yeah. sure and there's no no way to me to tell so it's like okay it's cheap to throw it away or i can kill my plants take a risk one of those deals mm-hmm. but yeah sometimes you just got to throw it out yeah for the sake of one one feed bucket you know it's really not much in the scheme of things i have a different method to do it now i haven't made a mistake in a long time i line my, my bottles up in the order that they're going to be used yeah. And so you know they're in front of me. So I'm going down the line. One, two, three, four, five. So I already know I've already used these. I haven't used these yet. Yeah. You gotta so do what I you normally, gotta do. Yeah. I normally do the same thing, but I'll actually when I take a lid off, I'll take the lid off and put it on to the next bottle I'm going to use. And I won't put that lid back on until and that way I know, okay, so that's the next one in my line, next one in my line. Yeah. Because yeah, the amount of, I've done the same thing. Yeah. accidentally doubled up on an a or, or a b or or throwing uh-huh. in some extra boost or something and then the mm-hmm. next minute yeah um, that happens yeah I'm sitting out there wondering man. why the, mm-hmm. why the yeah. ec's sitting at 2.5 <laughs> like what's going on here yeah, I, just, <laughs> I just line them up in a line and as after i use the one it goes back on the shelf so everything that's on the floor hasn't been used yet yeah so, same same basic principle but any system that works for you but mm. you're going to need a system now oh, another thing for new growers my gosh, you know, the mistake I made is I didn't have a notebook when I started. Oh, yeah. And, you know, you really don't think about it as a big deal when you're, when you're starting off because I'll just follow the instructions on the bottle. But I found yeah. out that I needed to write things down exactly so that I could keep my plants stable. Mm. Yes. The notebook definitely helped me. Yeah, journaling 100%. Yeah, I've done done that a few times where you um, not just not thinking you've gone through and you've not written something down. You're like, oh, did I put 30 mil of that in? Did I put 20 mil in last time? And then all of a sudden, yeah, you, you're starting to go from 1.2 to 1.6 or something like that on the EC. And, mm-hmm. the, you know, plants do not like a jump that quick. <laughs> hey, man. Oh, yeah. Kicked over a whole, bar- a whole mm-hmm. bucket all over the grow room carpet. Yeah. 
Yeah, yes. I have that is like one of my hugest fears. Like I'm walking across the room with this bucket in my hand. I said, okay, one day the bottom's gonna fall out, the handle's gonna break, I'm gonna trip, something's <laughs> but I've got this vision of five gallons of, of everything going everywhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that's that's a big phobia for me. It's like, oh, that's the one thing I don't want to do. Yeah, it's a pain in the ass, man. I've done something similar before because I got See, old I've... DWC buckets and they got a tube up the side. If oh, anybody geez. knows what I'm talking about, and you know, mm-hmm. fill that with water and let it sit with the air stone in. But if you knock that tube on the side, then it starts to pour out. And I've just sat mm-hmm. there one time and I'm doing shit on the PC, and then electricity cuts out. I'm like, fuck, did we get a power cut or something? <laughs> and then I'll go up to see what happened. And as I put my foot down on the floor, it's soaking fucking wet. Squish. Because <laughs> all this shit just yeah. leaked all over the place, man. Squish. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, I use 20 litre buckets. I've got to be real careful. Mm-hmm. So, so, you know, everybody just, anyway. just needs to be careful. If you're unsure of anything, ask for help. There's no shame in asking for help. You know, and just don't underestimate that you can make mistakes sometimes, even when you're not high. This shit happens, man. People make mistakes. So just try and prevent making them as much as possible. Yeah. That's the best thing you can do. Growing cannabis is extremely easy to do, but there is a learning curve. But don't mm-hmm. be afraid to ask for help to get past that little learning curve. That's right. We so, all started at the same place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Knowing absolutely nothing. Oh, man, I Correct. thought I killed it the first time. I, I finished up. I had an ounce off of each plant. Man, I killed it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's something I like to say to my kids sometimes, is, you know, when they're taking the piss out of me because they can solve a Rubik's cube three times faster than me and things like that. And I'm like, you know what, kid? Uh, I taught you how to use a fucking spoon. All right. (laughs) 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 And that's the way it is, man. Don't forget. There's the one time where you couldn't operate simple cutlery. Everybody Hmm? takes time to learn these (laughs) things. You know, and it's the same with growing cannabis, man. It takes time to learn this shit. So don't rush into anything. Take your time and enjoy it along the fucking way, man. And it'd be one of the best hobbies you have. Yeah, don't overcomplicate this stuff. It's not as hard as you think. Mm-hmm. But thanks everybody in the chat there for their, their mistakes and shit they've done. But you know, yeah. just be more careful next time. Song of you. Right. you know, at least <laughs> people in the chat are, are even admitting that they make mistakes. Mm-hmm. We all do it. So, yes. And that's right, man. And, and that's another reason why I wanted to do this. And people assume because we're on a podcast and shit, but we know what we're doing and we just wing it just like everybody else does. You know, we're an expert to this. We know what we're doing. (laughs) We think we do. We know enough to make decent weed, but we are far from experts, just like everybody else. You know, we all make mistakes, man. That's the nature of the game, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Billy, I still can't use cutlery. Me either, bro. (laughs) Like, you know, I go to one of those fancy restaurants and they're like, what are you doing using a salad fork for your entree? I'm like, fuck, man, it's a fork. Yeah, fuck <laughs> you, man. Bring me my scampi. Shut up. I need no pork to scampi. Shit. So there we go, Amanda. Is there any yeah, anything you think we can add to that? I don't know. I think you nailed it. Yeah. It's just I can't of, there's a lot of things that you can overdo and make mistakes at but the thing mm-hmm. is everything you you can make a mistake at can be corrected mm-hmm. yeah and arnie's put a good one there to finish it off he says my biggest mistake was not growing weed earlier I feel that's that. what we're saying that's your that's biggest it. mistake is mm-hmm. not starting now that's mm-hmm. right do it do it and keep you it really to yourself don't it. tell anybody but that's yeah, part of the free right. rules that's it Wonderful. Open up your cupboard and seeing all that free weed that you grew right there in your cupboard that belongs to you and nobody else. Mm-mm-mm. And yeah. it smells delicious. 
Right. So we do have a couple of questions which we should cover as well. Just a couple of uh, listener mail questions. One of them you might be able to help with there, Amanda. It's a outdoor growing kind of question. So uh, I have a question. Do you think that cannabis plants or any other plants in general prefer a collar? I'm about to repaint the tall fence in the backyard next to the plants. And I'm wondering if a specific, I think you mean specific color would be beneficial for the growth of the plants. What do you think, Amanda? What color is your fence? (laughs) Oh, I'm a very boring brown fence. Right. I do. You know what? But that 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 might be the inspiration I need to to change that. <laughs> I was thinking about doing a rainbow during the pandemic, so maybe that's what I need. No, yeah. but I think blues are so nice and, and greens. Well, I think if uh, anybody wants to use like make their growth better on their plant by painting the fence a particular color, then white is going to be your best one because white is white because it reflects all colors so you know if you if you paint the fence red for example then it's gonna keep everything in and only reflect red light back and same with blue light it will only reflect blue light back but if you reflect white light that's all the colors in there that's the whole spectrum so if you're going to paint the fence any color then white would definitely be the best one i think yeah, it's a little less sus than mylaring the fence, as shown off. Yeah. And, uh, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Mylar the fence. <laughs> oh. Just out there, just out there with a big roll of alfoil, you know, just wrapping the fence. Pretty white is a good one. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely don't use mylar unless you're in a legal place. Then fuck it, man. You know, do it well. Yeah. What would you think, monkey? Oh, I know who dropped that question. I know it was a tongue-in-cheek question. <laughs> oh, right, all right. He's being sarcastic, you see. Uh, it was a slightly, but no, I have to agree. If, if I was going to paint a fence for a plant, it would probably be a white. Yeah. Second yeah. would probably be maybe a red or a blue. It's filmy balls, it is, and he's trotting us. That's what he's doing. He's out there. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he also asks as well, um, I enjoyed What's That Sound, uh, Strain of the Week, and the older High and Homegrown episodes. Will you ever bring that back? Never say never, you know, because we had a different structure for anybody who knows. We had a different structure to the show back in the day. We've had a few structures. And uh, when we first started, it had lots of different structures. I think it was seven or eight different uh, sections to the show where we did strain of the week. Uh, What the fuck was that? Where you'd uh, try and guess the sound. Uh, Stoner quotes was another one of them. We did loads of different things. Uh, Truth or spoof. That was a fun one. And we just go over three different um, questions and shit. Loads of it was a good fun structure, but the problem was when we got to the grow guide section and when we got to the news section, uh, which was pretty much the meat of the show and the interview as well. We had the interview in there, then we couldn't go into as much detail on some stories as we'd like to because we try and keep the show less than five hours long, you know. And if we did, you know, if we did all of those sections and spoke for as long as was necessary for that, it would be a really long show. And people have got things to do, you know, the listeners and the uh, panel members. So we didn't want to sit around for any longer than two and a half hours, really. So we had to keep the sections short. And eventually we covered lots of different strains. We covered lots of different quotes, loads of different stuff. And it was getting more and more difficult to um, find subject matter for them sections of the show. So we got rid of the smaller sections, expanded the grow guides, the news and the interviews and moved on to a new structure and the thing is with the interviews as well is every week we'd put just 20 to 30 minutes of each interview we do into the show 
and a lot of the, the the interview just got thrown on the cutting room floor you know it's got edited out mm-hmm. and we didn't get the whole interview out but now with the structure we have we have like an hour 40 minutes to an hour worth of news and then we have a interview that gets released which is between one hour one hour and two hours then the Friday we do the grow guides, which is about an hour as well. So a lot more content gets put out this way. We just don't have all of them uh, breakup sections. Yeah, imagine talking to somebody on an interview for three hours and only putting out thirty-five minutes of it. That yeah. happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it happens, man. So you know we can do them sometimes for fun if we have time in the show and things like that. But we usually, no, not usually, we haven't done it for a while because we're very busy. But we have the after party section, which will go to the end of this show, so you can see it. And that's where we usually do different things like that. You know, little competitions, just have a laugh, talk about stuff. Yeah, we've got a few more things we have to give away, huh? That's right. That's right. It's 100, 100 episodes, my gosh. But just don't underestimate how much work it takes to set up the show. When it has all of those sections like that, it would take me three or four hours on a Sunday afternoon to set everything up, make sure everything was all ready. It was uh, it's hard work, man. It's much easier to do this kind of format because it, it doesn't have as much setup work and it doesn't have as much editing time afterwards. So one day maybe we'll like we'll make money out of the show and we can hire an editor and a, Ooh, a producer and shit like that. So I don't have to do it all. And then we can throw in whatever fucking sections we like. <laughs> then we can do it for five hours and be like, fuck you, we're doing it anyway. <laughs> you know, in time, in time. That was a bit of a long explanation, but I, I hope you understand why we do these things. But a lot of people seem to like the new section as well. Well, the new format of the show where we have the longer grow guides and where we can go into more detail and have discussions rather than just presenting a new story in five minutes. People like it, I think. That's what I get told from the listeners. Anyway, but always open to feedback, man. So just let us know if you have any questions. You know where you can find us over at Percy's Grow Room. You can find uh, Monkey, me, or Bubble Hawk. You can email us at highandhomegrown at gmail.com or find us on social networks. we're around man so if you have any input or any suggestions feedback comments anything like that then let us know uh anything to add on that section there actually you're good amanda anything to add um just that i like the idea of guess that sound (laughs) yeah we called it what the fuck was that and we wanted it initially to be played at any random time during the show and it was played at any random time during the show and then it encourages people to go and listen to the download and then at a random time something happens and then we're like what the fuck was that well what the fuck was that we should have I feel like we should have done a what the fuck is that (laughs) it goes into the download add it into your show We'll pass it on to you. And if anybody wants to go listen to it, okay. check it out on the other one. <laughs> All right. But it was, we had a few sections that were just fun to break up the, the longer sections, which were the news and the yeah. interview and the grow guides. You know, yeah. And they were fun, uh, but they took work. Yeah. It's hard work, this stuff. Mm-hmm. That's right, man. But it's good fun at the same time. So you just like, you have to be a little bit masochistic, you know, sadomasochistic to try and do this, I think. <laughs> have to hate yourself a little bit. (laughs) But we have one more question here we'll quickly cover. Is there a set of days above ground or nodes on the plant you are looking before starting LST? And should all training be done before flipping to flower? Thanks, everyone. That's from Jalert. A set number of days, not necessarily. Plants grow at different rates and one at five days might be completely different to one at 10 days, you know. Or well, it might be the same. It, de- it depends on the plant. I would and do it by grown. node count pretty much on that. Yeah. Yeah. Node count is definitely the best way. 
I like to top the plant first and then do the training after that. Mm-hmm. But I don't even do a lot of training anymore. I top it, let the plant grow for a while, and then uh, train if you need to. And all you're trying to do really is trying to keep them top branches uh, a level canopy and try and get the side branches to shoot up so they're all the same length. That's all you're trying to do really with training. If you want to go more extreme than that and go full LST bending over the main stem and things like that, then you can start a week or two after the plant's grown, but it's just going to be a little bit more risky. You know, you might accidentally pull it out of the roots in the medium. You don't want that shit happening. So just make sure that it's well anchored. So you can bend it without pulling it out the roots and you can train whenever really just be gentle. I generally start around about week three, depending on how it's going. And then from about week, this is on autos, but from about week three until about week five, week six, when we're starting to get into stretch. And then I just sort of adjust through stretch to keep it all nice and even or as even as I can. Mm -hmm. Um, And then from there, once it gets too woody, you can't, you can't really be bending anywhere. You're going to snap mm-hmm. them. So there, mm-hmm. there is a point and you'll feel that as you, as you're doing it and you're yeah. training and as you do it more often, you get to a point where you can work out that it's not going to bend. Yeah. And if you continue to do what you're doing, you're going to snap the thing in half. Yeah. When you see flowers start to form, stop training. That, that's what I would recommend. It's mm. the best way to go. But if they're in a scrug, then try and stop a few days before that, you know, you want to try, make sure, but we've got episodes on, how to do training and we've got episodes on topping as well and also episodes on lst you can find them all in the grow guide section so there's everything there you can go and find out all that information it's all covered in the episodes you need but it's completely up to you it's your plant do with it as you wish it will survive and jillers also said there that they're scared of topping so don't be scared the, the topping is more stressful to you the grower than it is to the plant the plant loves Believe it me, yes i felt the same way i mean First plant you top, you feel like you're gonna kill the darn thing. Now, I mean, it's literally walk by, pinch with your thumbnail, and keep on moving. Like, oh, that's so, got the right amount of nodes. It's pinch. Yeah, it's about looks about right. Pop, mm-hmm. going, you're done that quick. Yeah, <clears throat> you'll be fine. Don't be scared. Do it, man. Uh, so that's all the questions as well. And that's all the mistakes. I think that is the grow guide section done with for today. It's four twenty somewhere. So hit that shit. So yeah, thank you very much for joining us, Amanda. It's been oh yeah no thanks for having me yeah it's different having just one of you as well and not both well it's weird for me too because (laughs) this is this is the first time that we've been separate oh really this is the first time yeah wow but there's nobody else i'd rather i'd rather be with than you guys oh that's cool man we appreciate it awesome thank you i'm glad you enjoy having time with us you know we have fun yeah even if we talk over each other sometimes. <laughs> yeah, well, I was going to say that, and even if the even if the uh, the conversation does skew off in weird and wonderful directions, mm. talk about <laughs> smuggling budgets and shit, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and drinking lube. What the fuck happened there? Oh lord, yeah. <laughs> that was a weird story, but I had to bring it up because you don't see that every day. No, no. I'm glad you did, though. It's That's like, going to be yeah. my entire week's conversation with people. <laughs> drinking lube. Drinking lube. Did you hear about this chip? Have you tried that new lube they have over at the dispensary this month? Oh my god. Yeah. You know, they called it Juicy Lucy, you know. <laughs> a cocktail that has lube as the base. Oh my gosh. Uh, that's, that's terrible amazing. though, man. That's so terrible. It's like, yeah. how could you drink that? You must have been so desperate to get high, man. <laughs> really, man. Yeah. 
I think that the article actually did say something to that effect, realizing that the, she didn't have the effects that she wanted and realizing the only thing she had in the house was lube. So I'm still thinking like, yeah, that's really got to be hard up for that though. Yeah, I thought it was something to do with she was using it for that purpose and then she was. had used had you smoke, smoked it before and and found that the yeah it was a different sort of feel so she's like well I don't have any I don't have any flour or anything so I'll just give it a crack and the bud tender who sold it to her or the vendor who sold it to her basically said that she had she had thought about that before and had tried a little bit of it and said yes you could get high on it as I remember the story (laughs) so that she had confirmation bias that it would work but I don't you know maybe the conversation didn't say how much you had to drink but Surely, 450 milligrams? Holy shit. Uh, yeah. yeah no, that just I, sounds uncomfortable. I feel like you'd need to, like, keep that in your mouth for a while. Oh, God. <laughs> uh. A little sublingual absorption uh, <laughs> to happen there. You know, oh, God. Uh, <laughs> in, you know, that, that swallow, that... We're talking all kinds of absorption here. Oh, God. Exactly. A little THC lube here shot. Hey, how about a okay. shot? Oh, mm. my God, yeah. yeah. Uh. Nothing like a mouthful of medicated baby oil, eh? Exactly. Yeah. Hey, get the funnel out. We're going to do funnel shots on this one, man. Yeah. <laughs> Beer bong, yeah! <laughs> Just got one of those hats with the little things in it, you know? It's got exactly. one, one bottle either side. <laughs> two bottles, one, two on each side with that. That's the competition, you know? Everybody's got to drink a liter of this shit. <laughs> oh, God. Oh yeah, through God. a straw. <laughs> drink, drink a liter and then survive the ensuing week. <laughs> And there we go, everybody. That was this week's Grow Guides. I hope you're learning a lot from all these Grow Guides. This was episode 29. So there's 28 episodes before this. So if you are learning how to grow cannabis, then you can refer back to any of those to help you learn what you need to learn so you can grow your own. You can also refer these episodes to friends if you have friends who want to learn how to grow as well. And that would be massively appreciated. Thank you again to Amanda from the High Ladies Podcast for joining us this episode. And don't forget this week, there won't be any episodes for you to download. We're going to take a week off so I don't have to do all the editing and and the organizing and things like that. Uh, There's still plenty of episodes for you to download in the past. There's over 160 different episodes you can download from your favorite podcasting network. So make sure you downloaded all of the episodes and you're up to date with all the content. And then we'll be back next week for the live show, which is not on this Sunday, but the Sunday after we'll be back for the live show over on youtube.com slash high and homegrown. I hope to see you there. But in the meantime, it's been a pleasure. Thank you very much for downloading the show. Thank you very much for listening. And we'll catch you on the next one in a couple of weeks. Stay high, stay safe, and we'll catch you uh, in a couple of weeks. So catch you soon. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye.